So red is red is a very appropriate color today. We got all the red. We've got all red. It looks. You're ki- wearing red. It looks kind of. I don't have my red. This, now I should have my red uh, fleece on. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. Oh well. It's uh, warming up. Springtime's coming. We we got red because we're talking about Good Friday. Yes. And so the Passion of Jesus, mm-hmm. red blood. Uh, do you do you wear red vestments? You yourself, or do you wear on Good Friday? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. I have to. Yeah. We do. We do. We do the red. No, we, I, I know. I know you who like. Does you, it? you do the. No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just asking. Oh yeah, we wear red. Yes. Good. Red vestments on Good Friday. Um, actually, yeah, we'll get back to that. Uh, <laughs> yes, I wear red. And it's red because our confirmandi are now confirmed. They are actually confirmandi now. They're no longer candidates. They're they not, that's confirmandi. right. They they were confirmed on Yay. Sunday. So congratulations to all of our confirmand on receiving the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Good for you. Bishop Bartosik was here. It was awesome. That's awesome. And it's the weekend after our big red auction. Whoa. Which I'm sure was a huge success. I think I think by this point, all the auctions are closed. They do go on. By like, now, they're definitely by like closed. This, uh, there's like a few extra days. I think the things they haven't gotten bid on will go for like a few extra days. But Probably. I don't remember Everything's bid on. Everything's bid on. Everything's won. We went way over our goal. Uh, I know that's all true, even though we're filming this early, because I trust in the generosity of the people of St. Edward. And the Holy Spirit. Amen. Which... Red. Red. Big red. Holy Spirit red. Passion red. And for those watching at home, the Washington Capitals. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneri. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Go Big Red. Uh, Big Red, Red Good Friday. Red Uh, Good Friday. Good Friday. what can you tell us about Good Friday? Ooh, guys. So this is is before Good Friday, when you're listening. At least it could be. Yeah, we're trying to prep you for the Triduum so that you can plan to be at these liturgies. And that you know what you're looking for and why we're doing the things we're doing. That's that's the point of these podcasts, to get you ready. Yeah, and to get you excited for these. Because this is really cool. It's it's a beautiful and powerful liturgical moment. Um, but I got bad news. Good oh no. Good Friday bum, bum, bum. is the other fasting and abstinence day. So if you are 18. You can't eat. Or 19 or 20 or any age up to 59, you can't eat at all. I'm just kidding. No, that's not true. That's not true. Only if you are the baddest of disciples. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are people that my cousin, Nick Modlin, kudos to you, Nick. I hope you're listening over in Rome. He's in Rome right now. Um, he's the one. He's like, yeah. Oh, I fast uh, before I fly international. And it's like, oh, what what do you mean? You, you just have like a small meal? He goes, no, no, no. I just drink water for 24 hours. I was like, that... That's fasting for you? Is he that afraid of using the airplane bathroom? No, he believes that, right? (laughs) (laughs) He believes that that helps him overcome jet lag really quickly. I don't know why or how. Oh, so it's not a religious reason. No, no. But then when he does fast for religious reasons, he goes, oh, yeah, I just fast. I just don't eat that day at all. God love him. I'm like, wow, Nick. Okay. So that, so, but anyway, that's not what you have to do. Our rules are that you can have one 
regular sized meal and you can eat two other times and those other two times should not combine to equal a regular meal. There and are, we abstain from meat. And we have and it's fasting and abstinence, so we yeah. abstain from meat. So no meat on Good Friday. But that's you've been abstaining from meat every Friday during Lent, so that shouldn't change. So when I was not even just a kid, but when my parents lived here in Chicago, um, so calzones are a big Italian Easter treat. And my dad uh, made his famous calzones every Good Friday because he would take the day off work so that he could make the calzones and so we could go to Good Friday service at our parish and all now, that. A cal- calzone is, is that the pot, is it a pasta shell or is it the, the baked shell? Like, a calzone is baked. Baked, okay. Think right. of it like uh, like a, Kind of like a pizza folded in half. Almost. Yeah, it, 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 different regions of Italy make sure. them in different ways. So my dad's kind of looks like a cheesy meat pie, nice. Um, whereas my aunt looks looks more like a sweet roll of bread, and it has pasta sauce and cheese and everything stuffed inside. So but your dad's had meat. My dad's was meat, and so every Good Friday I would wake up to him like uh, sizzling sausage. Why would he in the kitchen? And, oh, it was the worst. It was the absolute worst. And then he'd be baking them. And then he'd bake them on Holy Saturday. So he'd make them. He'd freeze them. Well, not freeze them, but he'd keep them safe or whatever. And then bake them on, on Holy Saturday so that what we could eat a them. jerk. Oh, man, it was the worst. I mean, you couldn't even wait till like, sundown to start doing that. So you did it at breakfast time? He's... Yeah, it sucked. Oh. Yeah. And then the house just smelled like All day. Italian sausage. All day. All day. And you're sitting there going, hmm, wow, that fish sticks are going to be real good. Yeah, right. Oh, Dad, come on. It was rough. Oh. Uh, So anyway, guys. So so fasting and abstinence. Fasting and abstinence. We've already talked about all that stuff. You guys are ready. You're pros at it. You're loving it because you're linking it to the sacrificial offering of Christ, and you're relating to the poor. So let's jump into the Good Friday service. The good stuff. That should be, and it will be here at St. Edward, at 3 o'clock. Now, why is it? Why should it be, and why will it be here at 3 o'clock? So we believe, uh, this is all tradition, that Christ died at 3 p.m. And so it, that's why the Divine Mercy Chaplet is generally prayed daily at 3 p.m. For those who uh, subscribe to that devotion, that very powerful devotion, I'd recommend it if you don't already do it. Um uh, and then Christ died at, so we believe Christ died at three o'clock. Not entirely sure where that tradition came from. Um, do the well, scriptures say three o'clock? In, in Mark, yeah. Mark in chapter Mark, fi- 15, yeah. He says, at, I mean, they wouldn't have had our time then. No. So that's a translation. Yeah. At, at noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three o'clock, Jesus cried. They have a different. A way to calculate the hours. Then so we're gonna have to go uh, back to the Hebrew. So, anyway, we'll yeah. do it another day. But yeah, so it's it, we'll it, bring a scripture it goes scholar on and, and goes from Mark. All right. So anyway, but three me, o'clock is is the time of Christ dying on the cross. And and from Mark, that idea of noon to three are probably the most solemn hours of our year as Catholics. So really try to get your snack in before noon, and really go from noon to three, not eating, just drinking what. If you're at work, really find a quiet place. If you can go, if you can get off of work, that's the you could best. take off on Good Friday. I highly recommend Especially, you try to do that if you can. I mean, if you work and if you have to work, try to work the morning, and then get off the afternoon. So at noon, you are not working; you are just spending that time. Spend it with the scriptures. Spend it with if you really want to punish yourself and and feel really intensely 
uh, bad. You can watch The Passion of the Christ. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, like, you know. That's a great day to watch. It. It, 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 it's the only day I could ever watch that movie. Because you can walk the stations of the cross, pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary within those three hours. It's a beautiful time. But definitely do something to prepare for then coming to the 3 o'clock Good Friday service. Absolutely. Which is a continuation of the Triduum liturgies that began on Holy Thursday the day before. Good Friday is the only day of the year where when you go to your Catholic church for a liturgical experience, you cannot go to a mass. Right. So, it's, I mean, it's all one, again, like, one, we, like we said, from Holy Thursday to the Easter Vigil, it's all one big mass. But the Good Friday service, we keep calling it a service because right. it's, it's just a service. However, this is what I kind of laughed when you asked about what color I wear on Good Friday. I do wear red. I wear a chasuble. Hmm. Um, normally at a at a communion service, the priest does not wear a chasuble. We only wear a chasuble when we celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass. But because of what we're celebrating on Good Friday, the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary, we still wear a chasuble for the Good Friday service. So there you go, this folks. A, another little unique thing. Uh, whereas if you go, like if you ever had a wedding and it was just the service, it wasn't a wedding Mass, the priest is probably just in an albina stole or if he's really cool – Cassock surplus and a cope. Um, be but cool. Good Friday, we still wear a chasuble. We still vest for Mass. And there is there is no Eucharistic prayer. Correct. Um, that and So that you won't hear the words of institution. The, the moment of consecration does not happen. We go to the altar of repose and get the Blessed Sacrament from Holy Thursday, and that's what we distribute on Good Friday. So on Holy Thursday, you intentionally consecrate far more hosts Correct. than you will need to distribute during that Holy Thursday Mass of the Last Supper. And so, but before that, we hear again another passion. And this is, like you said, the passion of John. Like you, you, you talked about that when we talked about Palm Sunday. And now, this is another long passion, another long reading, very powerful. At St. Ed's, are we going to have multiple readers for John's? Be just like on uh, Palm Sunday. And so you get a part two again. Again, so make sure on Good Friday, just like on Palm Sunday, you are following along that missalette so you know what to say. Also, it's just, I always think, and I don't know, this is just me, when it's a long section of, of spoken word, if I'm reading along, it goes faster too. It does. I'm yeah. more involved in it. And than you're paying attention and you can actually chew on, you know, as you, as you read it being read to you and take part in it. You can also do a little lexio as well. You know, pay attention to words and phrases that that stick out to you. You know, like one one year I remember in particular, a woman was doing that. She's kind of doing like a little lexio divina as we were doing the passion narrative, and she came up and like she actually had a very emotional reaction as uh, it was part of the the congregation's part uh, when they yelled crucify him, mm. and she actually had a very emotional reaction to yelling crucify him as as part of it you know and and it's not like she was doing some big acting thing like she probably just you know crucify him like you know just read it in her pew um but if if you allow it to really overcome i mean it's it's a powerful thing the liturgy that we have yeah good friday i mean i i i have definitely i've I've admitted i'm a crier uh but i don't normally cry during mass but i i feel like the one or two times that i have it's been on good friday yeah, and, and I would uh, give. A, I we have the best uh, church music in the mm. city of Chicago, mm. 
Um, but Richard and the quartet and the choir, they do an exceptionally good job with music on Good Friday. Absolutely. Which just adds to the whole liturgical experience. And so we, we read the Passion. And Passion, it, people, we hear Passion and we think of love and red-blooded Latin lovers. But that's not this Passion. Passion, although this is the ultimate act of love, but passion comes from the Latin word patior, which means I suffer. Pati, to suffer. Pasusum, I have suffered. Latin so, scholar again. So, there, so that's where passion comes from. It comes from this idea of suffering. And so we are reading literally about the sufferings of Christ today. And that is what we are focused on. That's what this is. It's the celebration of the Lord's passion. It's, that's what the Good Friday service's official title is in English, the celebration of the Lord's passion. And then after the gospel and the homily, there will be a very cool moment. And you talked about this, at, I think it was maybe before COVID, the 2019. I don't remember if it was then or if it was last year. I, I loved it, your homily. You talked about it as there are so many, like Good Friday is filled with awkward silences mm. and standing up and kneeling down in ways that we don't do typically. In fact, during the reading of the Passion, when Christ dies, we pause and we kneel. And it is so powerful. It's just like at Christmas when Christ is born. We stop in the middle of the gospel and we kneel down. And that is so cool. Uh, The The creed. creed, Excuse me, the creed. I'm with you. And uh, it's just so cool to just be reading and then pausing and in silence pause for a few seconds. Just like you said, Chew on what just happened. Chew on what God just did for us in his unfathomable act of love. And uh, it's so cool. And so then after the gospel, we have the homily, and then we do these intercessory prayers. Um, They're the solemn intercessions. And the whole world prays exactly in the Catholic Church. Everyone prays exactly the same 10 intercessions, which is super cool to know that the words that I'm hearing are the words they're hearing in Mexico City. They're the words they're hearing in China. They're the words that they're hearing in the Ukraine. In the Ukraine. They're the words they're hearing in Rome. The same words, obviously, in the different languages or in the universal language of Latin, which they're all just a translation of mm-hmm. the same thing. And it's, but it, do we have a lector or a cantor that sings the first part? For us, it's the cantor because we, we chant them. So we chant them. So the cantor chants, and then we kneel down in silence. Everyone kneels in silence and pauses for a few seconds, and then the priest or deacon, we, the priest, set, the priest yeah. will say, will also chant, uh, chant prayer you chant after the prayer. Yeah. So then Father Dominic will chant the prayer after, and then the the whole community gathered in the church chants Amen, mm-hmm. and then we stand and we hear the next one. And chant, kneel. chant, and then kneel. But it's that kind of that awkward standing, kneeling, yeah. the awkward silences. We even chant, "Let us kneel, let us stand." It's, yes, yeah. It is. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it is weird. <coughs> and and you made the point. I remember you specifically made this point. It was a really great point. What's weirder than the Son of God dying on a cross for us? Right. That is man. I was brilliant that year. Yeah, it was. It was really good. <laughs> I don't it, remember that. You. It was, it was good. All the Holy Spirit, obviously. Yeah. You're like, what just happened? <laughs> I have to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> you should. It was great. It was really. It was really insightful and really helped. Thanks. Help me think. Help me appreciate 
the awkwardness of of the liturgical moment because of the awkwardness, the awfulness of the historical moment that we're remembering. So anyway, Good Friday, the the celebration of the Lord's Passion is is awesome. And then after all of that, uh, we venerate the cross mm-hmm. on which hung the Savior of the world. Um, so we, we actually take a cross, we process it through the church, and then we give people an opportunity to come up and venerate the cross, which we'll actually be able to do this year instead of just bowing to it. We can actually kiss the cross now um, or touch it if you'd like or just bow to it if you still want to. It doesn't yep. matter. But in some way, venerating the cross because it is by the cross that Christ redeemed us, right? Um, and that's open to everyone, which is super cool because yeah, you, you don't can have to bring, be Catholic. You don't have to be Catholic. You also don't have to be able to receive the Eucharist. Like right? Your so little, little kids, kids come up. Yep. bring your little kids up to the cross. You kiss it first, show them what to do, and watch as they... It is a beautiful uh, thing. Last year, um, two of my favorite moments of Good Friday last year when nobody was allowed to kiss the cross, Father Joe Taylor, um, who can't hear, <clears throat> who can't hear um, and does whatever he wants because he's 94 and like <laughs> he's going to do whatever he wants. God bless he God. came up and he bent down and kissed that cross as he's probably done, you know, for, you know, the... Last 88 years. I was going to say 94 times. Um, so that was really very touching. But then we also had this little girl. She had to be maybe two or three. Um, and, you know, she came up with probably her mom or dad. I don't remember who the adult that was with her. But she just came up and just the way that she approached. And like her parents were telling her kind of what to do. And then she just kind of went away from them, came up, and she just touched the cross. But it was just so sweet and beautiful to yeah. see, you know, she, you know, I don't, she, she obviously didn't fully understand, but that's the childlike faith that Christ calls us to have. And it was just, it was very heartwarming. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And that's, yeah, absolutely. So bring kids to this mass and it's a hard mass for kids. I'm not uh, a hard service. service. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard service for kids because of the standing, the kneeling, the, the awkward pauses and silence. But, it's, but okay. it's it's really important for them to come and experience it. I went as a kid, um, and you because you first have to just get through that, and then you can start to gradually appreciate it. But you got to get through it first. So right. lay the foundation so that they know what's coming. I don't know. I again, I was always at St. Angela's in uh, Fairview Park, so I can still hear their cantor nice. singing. Every time the cross and the slow procession with the the crosses draped with uh, oh, so they do the veils. There's the different veil. options mm-hmm. you can do it. Yep, and they and they sing it as it approaches nice. the sanctuary, and then it slowly is uncovered with the veil. So yeah, it, it's cool. Um, anyway, come and it's it's the one again. It's it's the only service that's offered that day so you're going to see people from the 4 30 vigil on saturday you're going to see people from the, the whole parish 8 a.m the yeah. 9 30 and the 11 a.m because everybody typically people have their mass that they go to right um and it's for all of us it's for everybody and then in the evening we have stations of the cross which we've been offering every friday in lent at seven uh so stations of the cross will still happen on good friday at seven as well but that's not part of the triduum liturgy that's just the Stations of the Cross, which are beautiful. I recommend you do both. Come at 3 o'clock and then come back for Stations at 7. Many people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then those that can't make the – maybe you can't get off of work uh, early or take the day off on Good Friday, then I definitely recommend you come to Stations of the Cross at 7 on Good Friday. So in some way, 
you're celebrating the passion of Jesus and doing something different in the day to, to remember all that our Lord did to save us from our sins. And because it's Good Friday, at the end of the Stations of the Cross, we do a veneration of the cross again, mm. especially for those that aren't able to join us at 3 o'clock for our service. It gives you an opportunity to venerate the cross on which I'm the Savior of the world. Ah, Beautiful. Go. So plan to come. 3 o'clock, Good Friday, 7 o'clock that night, Stations. We're, we're on the cusp of it. We're early April. I mean, next next Sunday is Palm. This Sunday yeah, is Palm Sunday. That's right. And then then it's Holy Week. So it's go time. It's go time, folks. It's go time. Now, and I know that CPS has their spring break during Holy Week. I know that St. Ed's, the Easter vacation starts after school ends on Holy Thursday. So a lot of families are traveling. My family, like I said, always travel. Right, so, yeah. Wherever you're find going, a church and go. find yeah, exactly. Find a church, make There's, it a point. We have Catholic churches all over the world. We are the universal church. So go to their Triduum liturgies as well. Yeah, absolutely. But it's don't miss it this year. Thanks for mentioning that. That's good. Absolutely. And that's all I got. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Mm-hmm.